that changes everything. Churches are being planted, lives are being changed, communities are being transformed. The word of God is spreading. The gospel is advancing. It is impacting children. It is impacting families. It is impacting the world greatly. Thank you for praying. Thank you for giving. I would like to ask you to consider packing shoeboxes year-round. God will bless, and God will use your gift to touch the life of a child and to be able to do it in Jesus' name. So thank you. Thank you for being a part of it. God bless each and every one. Maybe you're new to Only Believe, or you've just been here a while observing, but you're not involved. You know you're a part of a bigger picture, but you don't know exactly what that looks like. I'm Pastor Nicole. I'm asking you to become a member here at Only Believe. Spend a Saturday morning with me, the first Saturday of the month, and let me share with you this wonderful prayer that we've prayed for your life. I wanna discuss it with you. You know, it's important that we know who God is and then when we know who he is, our soul and our hearts begin to change. And we find freedom from things that often have been a vice in our life or chains that the devil meant to hold us bound. And then I'm going to help you discover your purpose. We're going to go through a class together and learn what you were designed to do. And then we're going to do that and make a difference in the kingdom. See, everyone has a part to play in the body of Christ. I want you to find yours. Join me Saturday for Next Steps. You will definitely see what's next for you. ready to receive from the Lord. Amen. He's with us. So first I want to welcome everyone and we want to welcome all the live streamers. Glad you guys could join us tonight. And if there's any guests tonight, we're going to ask that you grab one of these cards. They're in the pew in front of you and go ahead and fill it out and then take it out to the welcome center. Um, I want to remind you that we do have connect group information out by the welcome center and want to invite you to go out afterwards and check it out to see how you can get connected in our family of faith. Um, sometimes in a larger church, it's kind of hard to make connections with people. So this is one way that we try to make our church smaller by connecting you with people that have the same interests. Um, and then we also want to encourage you to keep inviting people to church. You know, this is a great place where we can come and get refreshed, where God can impart faith into people, encourage them and give them hope. And if you invite someone and they don't come, don't give up. You know, just continue to pray for them and thank them or thank God for them coming. I remember my friend Melanie, um, I invited her to church one day at work, and she said, no, thanks, I'm good. And then a month later, she came up to me. She goes, when does your church start? She goes, I need something. So it's a seed. When we put it in somebody's heart and we invite them to come, they're going to come to a time in their life where they're going to see that they need Jesus, and they're going to remember that invite, and they're going to come to you and approach you to get more information. Um, and then I want to... Um, to ask you guys to keep the, the church in, in prayer. We have a couple staff members that have the flu. 
So pastor just gave everybody that night off. And so we're just going to pray for them. We're going to um, um, just believe God to bring them a quick recovery. And they will be here on Sunday morning. Okay. Is everybody ready to worship the Lord tonight and give our king praise and thanks for all that he's done? Amen. So go ahead and stand to your feet. Amen. You guys ready to worship tonight? So let's give them all praise this morning, this evening. I take after Pastor Jeanette. She says that. So God, we just give you all praise tonight. See. 
know, as I was praying for tonight, God said that some of you are weary and you need to put on your garment of praise tonight. God's already given you the victory. And praise, will, he will bring it to pass. Praise brings it from the supernatural into our natural. Just like praise for Joshua, he praised before the walls fell down. Jehoshaphat praised before the battle was even won. And Paul and Silas, when they were in their chains, they praised before their chains fell off. So tonight it's time to stop complaining and telling God about all your problems. It's time to look at your problems and tell them how big your God is tonight. So let's praise and fight these battles tonight. Cause this is how I pay my battles. This is how I fight my battles. And this is how I fight my battles. And this is how I fight my battles.
restore and you heal every person in this house tonight.
Give him a shout of praise and a clap of praise tonight. Hallelujah. 
Give the Lord a hand clap of praise in the house. Amen. Praise God. Great is our Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Tricia, thank you for opening us up tonight with uh, just a moment of coming into God. And thank you, worship team. Man, I'm honored to be here with you tonight. And uh, I hope you guys are glad that I'm here with you. Amen. Praise God. We're going to keep everybody up in prayer and be looking forward for everybody being back on Sunday. But tonight, we're just going to let God be whatever he desires to be in this time. Amen. Whew. Setting you up for where we're going. <laughs> let, let God be who he needs to be for us. Amen. Whew. Uh, but first, we're just going to take up the offering and we're going to look at Luke chapter 21. And there's a widow woman who's putting what she has, which seems just like a little, but I want you to know that the Lord is the one who looks over everything we do in our lives. Amen? And I want you to make sure that you have an intimate, personal relationship with God in every aspect of your life, and especially one of those areas is in the area of giving because the Lord wants not just to touch our life, but how many of you know we need his touch on our life? Amen? And so the Bible says here that uh, he looked up, that's Jesus, and saw the rich men casting their gifts into the treasury, and that was great. And he saw also a certain poor widow casting in thither two mites. And he said, of a truth, I say unto you that this poor widow have cast in more than they all. For all these have of the abundance cast in unto the offerings of God. But she of her penury have cast in all the living that she had. You know, I pray that we never become so blessed that we would ever lose the sensitivity in the heart that this widow woman had. Because in other words, it says that when she cast in all her living, in other words, she was not one who would allow the abundance on her life or what she had to own her trust. Her trust was in God. And so I want you to know that the Lord was looking at this widow woman's heart. And I want you to know that if you're blessed, I want you to be able to give out of your abundance. But I never want us to lose the understanding of where all this is generated from and who we should really have in our heart every time we do anything. Amen? I'm also excited because this lets us know that the Lord is not just looking at those who have an abundance to give from. Amen? I want you to know that right where you are, what you have to give is enough. Woo. I want you to know that whether you are at a place where you have been blessed and so you have an abundance to give from, God is with you, but I also want you to know that if you just had a little bit to give, woo, one time I had a lifesaver to give, amen, but I want you to know something, that no matter what you have to give, God will receive what you bring to him from your heart and who you are, and God will meet you right where you're at. And he's excited whether you have an abundance to give or if you're the widow woman with two mites. I want you to know that God's going to receive what you give him with joy. And not only that, but he will put his touch on anything you have. And he says that he will give back to us, pressed down, measured up, and running over. Amen? I want you to know that one time uh, I had a relative, a sister actually, who was on assisted living. And she said, Philip, I'm only getting this check. What should I do? I said, girl, pay your tithe. 
she said, okay, I'm going to trust you, but I need this, I need this, I need this. I said, just tithe and trust God. And you know, I want you to know that on her fixed income, there was a lady that she did a little bit of work for, and this woman, she come over here and gave her a brand new dishwasher, a brand new washer and dryer, and just furnished her whole house. And she said, Philip, I believe in tithing. Amen? Hallelujah. And I want us to believe in giving tonight. Amen? Father, and then, oh, I forgot that. You know how to give, right? Right now, you got envelopes right there at your desk or at, at your pew uh, where you're sitting. And also, you can give online, right? They can even text to give, right? Boy, all this stuff is exciting, amen? But we're going to pray, and then you bring your offering. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just thank you, God, for touching our lives and for your promises, God. Lord, I thank you that what we have, the amount of what we have to give is not the issue. It's the integrity of our heart. It's honoring your covenant and your way of doing things, Father. And you will give back to us, Father. Lord, you will rebuke the devourer, God, and you will cause our seed to laugh, God, and to be blessed. And God, you will increase what we have. And Lord, I just thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I tell you what, I get to introduce myself tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm Pastor Phil from Only Believe in Kenton, and I'm honored to be with you right here in the main house tonight. And so I get to preach the word and share with you, and I'm excited about that. Amen. I want you to know, man, that I just believe that we have something here that God wants us to really have in our spirit tonight. So my message tonight is called Hear Him. Amen? I want us to hear him. And I really want to take this first out of the Bible where in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 through 4, if we read through there, it tells us that first of all, we need to have prayer and supplications going up for all people, especially those who are in authority, because then we can live a peaceful and a good life. Amen? See, I want the church to understand something that we are God's answer for the world. Amen? Obviously, Jesus is the answer, and the Jesus should be reflected in the world through us, who is the church. Amen? And I also want us to really handle the responsibilities that belong to us, because in today's world, in today's environment, we can get caught up in so much stuff that we kind of take on wrong identities. 
I want you to know something that the Bible says that there is neither Jew nor Greek, male nor female, for all male nor female now that we are in Christ Jesus. And what I want you to know is all of those identities are important. Amen? Whoo! I'm glad that I get to be the husband of Miss Regina Walker. Ooh, that's a fine-looking young lady. But I also want you to know something, that I'm glad that whether he's embarrassed or not, I get to be the father to Philip Jr. Whoa! Praise God. And I thank God that I get to be an American citizen, and I thank God that I get to be a black young man in this world. Amen? I'm not afraid of any of those identities. I embrace them all. But I want you to know something that we who are born of God have got to understand something that our first identity is that we are the children of the living God and we need to embrace who God has made us to be. Amen? So tonight I want to make sure that when I preach to you about hearing him, I want you to understand something that as Christians, the most important voice that we should ever need to hear in our life is the voice of him who's redeemed us from the curse of the law. Amen? I really want to talk to us about this tonight because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, 10 that there are, it may be, so many voices, kinds of voices in the world and none of them without signification, okay? So what that means is, is that there are many voices that are going to come into your life. Do you know that life experiences are a voice to you? Do you know that hopes and dreams, whether they have come to pass or whether they have failed, your efforts of doing certain things are a voice to you? But I also want you to know that people, situations, our voices that speak to us. And I want us to understand something. That if we're going to be successful in this world. And if we're going to navigate this world. We must know him. And we must know his voice. And what God has to say for us. Amen. I want us to understand something. That God is the one who came up with the things we believe in. Listen. The Bible says that the things of God are foolishness to the world. Listen, you don't come to a sanctuary to worship God because it's your idea. Hello. The Lord is the one who said, hey, I need people to come out of their places of comfort. I need them to come out, and I'm going to build a sanctuary. You ought to look in Isaiah 56, I think it's 56, 7, if you're interested, because it says that when the person of God comes into the church it says that there the Lord will receive all your sacrifices and he will set them afire do you understand that God wants you to come and be a part of the church because not only is it a safe place but it's a set aside place where there's an actual empowering of what God does when you bring your request in the house of God. Amen. Have you ever noticed that on a Sunday or even here on a Wednesday night when the pastor's preaching, you ever notice that sometimes God will just drop things into your spirit? That's not by accident. That's because you have taken the time to come out to a place where you can get quiet in a way that you don't do at other times and you can focus on God and hear what he wants to say to us. Amen. And I want us to understand something that we have got to make sure that we hear God. Because Proverbs 16.25 says, There is a way that seemeth right unto man, 
but the end thereof are the ways of death and destruction. What I want you to understand something is that when God says it's his will for all people to be saved, I want you to understand something. God never expected humanity to embrace life without him. Mm. I want you to know something that sometimes it looks like people are going to be successful in things. And sometimes mankind can live a long time and it seems like they're successful. But I'm telling you that one day it's going to crash and burn if the foundation is not Jesus Christ. Amen. We need to make sure that we understand that while we're on this journey of life, we are always making room to do things God's way. And before I get kind of into some of my main texts that I'm going to bring out tonight, I just want to go to a couple places in the Word. Hallelujah. Where's my little... Oh, there it is. Uh, because I want to just address a few things. And the first thing I want to address with you is, is that we must know our Father. Amen? We must know the Lord. We must know his intention for us. We must know how he thinks of us. See, for far too many years, whether it's in the world, and I hate to say it, even in the church, we have magnified the judgment side of God, which we need to be aware of. Amen? We need to live holy. We need to live right because there are days of judgment out in front of us. And I tell you what, when we leave this earth, we've got to make sure that we are saved and living for him because we don't want to enter into the hereafter without that relationship with God. But what I also need you to know is especially for you who are saved and Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, you need to know your God as God the Father. In fact, you need to know him as Abba, Father. You need to know him in his forgiving nature. You need to know him in his kindness. You need to know him in how he expresses himself. And we're going to go back to the Old Covenant just for a minute because I want you to know that even in the Old Covenant, our God was the God of kindness and mercy and grace that we need to tap into. Amen? So I want to show you what the Bible says in Exodus chapter 34. And I'm just going to read a few verses to you because this is where Moses is coming. And he's getting the tablets of the covenant with God and the Ten Commandments. And the Lord says that because Moses is so close to him that God is going to come and reveal himself to him. So I just want to go to those verses here and just see what the Lord said to Moses. And it says in Exodus 34, 5, Old Covenant. And the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, God, judgment and mad at humanity. Judgment and looking for your first mistake. Judgment and desiring to catch you doing wrong so he can send you to a fiery hell. No, it says, God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth. Wow. I want you to understand something. That the Bible does say 
Wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Amen? That's the beginning of wisdom. In other words, we want to reverence God, but you want to know why? Because God is the one who made man. So therefore, God is the one who has the best plan for us to be blessed in this thing called life. Amen? And so when we really consider our God and we start to see what his first step towards Moses was, he could have told Moses about his judgment and his ability to bring fire down from heaven. Amen? Moses experienced all those things. But when he was really talking, he wanted Moses to understand, and he wants you to understand this, that this is why God wants you to hear him. This is why he wants you to follow him. This is why he wants you to seek him and make sure he's found of you because in that intimate, close relationship with him, boy, there's mercy, there's grace, there's goodness and kindness, amen? And I want us to know that that's who God is to each of us, amen? And I really want us to understand how much God loves us. I, I wanted to read that because then I'm going to read just real quick a scripture to you in John 15, 16. It says that ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit. I want you to understand something. See, not only does God want you to know him, that he will provide for you, that he will protect you, and that he blesses you, but God wants you to discover who you are. Mm. See, I want you to know something, that sometimes when we're reading the Bible, I want you to know that the Bible is reading you. I want you to know something, that one of the reasons why God wants you to read the Bible is because I promise you that when you start reading what he did for others and when you start reading how he touched people's lives, I'm telling you, God will begin to speak to you, you will hear him, and you will start to discover your own identity. You will start to discover who you are, what he has for you, how much love he has for you. And the big reason why I want you to understand this is that there are lots of voices out there. That's what the Bible says. There's many voices, and if we allow the wrong voice to identify us, we will miss what God really wants to say to us, okay? Now, we're going to go to the New Testament, and I'm going to read a scripture here for you. And we're going to hang out here for a minute, even though you're going to think, well, yeah, no, you're going to receive it. Because there's something profound in the scriptures that when I really saw this, I thought, wow, God really needs us to make sure that the defining voice in our life is the Lord's. Remember in John chapter 8, the Lord said to people that believed on him, the minute they believed on him, he said, now if you're going to be my disciples, you must continue in my word. Hmm. Hmm. Hallelujah. See, God's word has got to be paramount, and it's got to be first in our life. Amen? Remember, I want you to know that your life must be governed by God. See, if we're not careful, there are certain lines 
of identifications and beliefs that we will have that are related to, but outside of the Bible. That if we're not so careful, we'll get so caught up in those identities that we will chase them with more efforts than what God's identity is for us. See, we can never forget that the Bible says that not only are we new creatures, but as soon as he made us a new creature, guess what he made you? A reconciler. A rescuer. As soon as he made you a new creature, guess what else he made you? An ambassador. Your number one purpose after discovering God is that you are a reflection of who he is and a reflection of the love of Christ and people should ask you, hey, where do you get that craziness from? Well, that's what they might ask me because I'm so strange. But for you, they should ask you, hey, where do you get your kindness? Where do you get your hope from? Where do you get your trust from? People should be able to see something in your life. And if you are hearing the Lord, they will. Mm. So I just want to go here just for a minute in the book of Mark. Because I want you to know that God says in his word how much he loves us and wants to be be our God. In fact, in, in Jeremiah 31, 33, if we went there, uh, if we went there, it said that this is who I am and this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a covenant and I'm going to write it in your inward parts. And I am going to be your God and you are going to be my people. Amen? There it is. I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God. And they shall be my people. I want you to know something. That I want you to participate in every identification you have. I want you to participate in your vocation. You know, you have an identification when you go to work. You have an identification as a husband, a father, as a grandparent, as a brother, a sister, as a sibling. You have all these identifications. But I want you to know something. Every one of those identifications must be governed from your foundation in the Lord. In other words, I will be a better father if I'm founded on the rock. Amen? I'll be a better husband if I'm founded on the rock. Guess what? I will be a much better co-worker. Whoo! Hallelujah. If Jesus is Lord. Amen? You know, Luke uh, 6.46, the Lord says, How can you call me Lord? And not do the things that I say. And I want you to see something here in Mark. Hallelujah. Praise God. Mark chapter 9. And uh, I'm going to read this to you. Just this, just this one little scripture here. But I want to give you the background for it. Because this is a time where Jesus is having the most difficult moment that he ever had on the earth. Amen? And this is where he's preparing to go to the cross. 
So he's having these moments of prayer and he's having these moments of communication with God in heaven and he's really expressing himself and God is really moving with the Lord and he's saying some things to Jesus and there are just some times throughout the Lord's life, you know, when he was baptized, we heard a voice from heaven and now we see that the Lord is in this place of being touched and getting ready to, to, to go to the cross and he has another moment where God the Father is saying something, and I really want you to know something, that our Father is so focused on us that he was willing to allow his son to die on the cross for us to have salvation, amen? So out of all the voices that are in our life, I really want us to get to this moment where we understand that we need to hear the Lord's voice. And it says this, that God himself speaks and this is such a pivotal moment because God himself speaks from heaven and it says in Mark chapter 9 that in verse 7 and there was a cloud that overshadowed them and a voice came out of the cloud saying this is my beloved son hear him Hmm. see I want you to know something We had to hear the Lord and who he was for us to even step into salvation. Amen. And I want you to understand something. We've got to make sure, especially today, but every day, we've got to make sure that the voice we hear more than any is the voice of the Lord. Amen. See, I want you to know something, that even Christians who have been saved a long time, you know the problem they have is they're still hearing the voices of yesterday, and they're still hearing the voices of what people have said to them. You know, man, I, I, in my heart, I feel for you who have heard voices even from people who should have been speaking in your life, but they just spoke into your life wrongly. See, I want you to know something, that it starts in our youth. Sometimes, whether it's a parent or an uncle, whether it's a brother or a cousin, or whether we get to school and we're picked on or different things, or we go through some relationships and some breakups and voices of, you're an idiot, you're worthless, you're this, you're that. There's been voices spoken over us, but I want you to know something, that there has got to come a time in your life where you hear what the Lord has to say about you above every one of those voices. Amen? I want you to know something, that there's a time in your life, and it doesn't matter if you've been saved for a long time, there may still be some voices that you need to rip up out of yourself and say, no, I'm no longer identified by that. I'm going to accept the identity that the Lord gives me, and he says, I'm chosen, I'm the beloved, I'm a saint, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Woo! and he has made me for a purpose amen Amen. I want you to know something we must know what God says about us above every other voice 
And I want you to know that we have got to stick to the word and we can't compromise the word. We can't belittle the word. We can't change the word. We have got to be accepting of what God has said to us because I do want to give you a little insight here that the first thing the devil did in talking to Eve in Genesis chapter 3 was the first thing he did was question her on what the word said. See, and I want you to know something, that you have got to be strong enough to know that the word of God is inspired by him. And you've got to be strong enough to shake it off and no matter what anybody else has to say to you, you have got to believe what God says about it. Well, what about my past? I don't even know your past. God doesn't know your past. Oh, come on. Yeah, but I did this. Oh, listen to me. That's washed right away. Quit identifying yourself with that. Hey, you know there's a man in the Bible who killed Christians. His name was Saul. Had a transformation experience with the Lord. In fact, when the man was sent to go minister to him, he said, Hey, I need you to go speak. To Paul. Because he's a chosen vessel for me. Amen. And if Paul. Was a killer of Christians. I just got to don't raise your hand. Because I don't want you to go to jail. But I just want to ask. Who in here has made it your life purpose. To go around killing Christians. Throwing them in jail. Stoning them. Beating them up and degrading them. Because they love Jesus. Well, if you ain't done that, you can't call yourself the chief of all sinners. Amen? And if you can't call yourself the chief of all sinners, then no matter what we've done, we can lay it on the altar and in a moment of time it's gone in Jesus' name. Amen? Woo! Because Paul doesn't sit there and tell us that and stay in that condition. Paul might have called himself the chief of all sinners one time, but after that he said... I have no blood on my hands. He said, I've wronged no man. <laughs> oh, boy, us Christians would be tearing Paul down if he lived today. What do you mean you've wronged no man? But Paul truly believed what we need to do. He heard the Lord. He heard God's forgiveness. He heard that he was the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. I tell you what, sometimes you just have to tell people that. Amen. I got to tell you, the other day, you know, my sweetie was tuning me up on something. And she said, who do you think you are? And I said, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Whoa, that'll change an atmosphere, I'm telling you. Now, I'm kidding you, but I'm not because I'm telling you right now. You've got to remove voices that hinder you from discovering who you are, accepting you who you are, spinning you into depression, spinning you into discouragement. And I want you to know something that sometimes that means we have to remove our own voice. Mm, hallelujah. Sometimes even when we talk about ourselves or refer to ourselves, do we refer to ourselves as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? 
do we consider out of all of the creation and all of the things that God has done in a magnificent way, do we ever consider the fact that God never laid down his life for the mountains? He never laid down his life for the gold. He never laid down his life for the sun and the beautiful stars and the skies that we love to look at. I'm glad that he created it all. I love it all. I'm thankful for it. But I will tell you what, none of that moves the Lord like you do. Mm-hmm. Woo! Praise God. We've got to grab a hold of the fact that the Lord needs to make sure that we allow his voice to rise above everything else. You know, if I was driving my vehicle and you said, Pastor Philip, where are you going today? And I said, hey, I'm taking my vehicle up here to this dentist because I heard he's the best dentist around here. He fixes all these problems. And there's a problem with my vehicle. I hope he can fix it. You guys would think that guy really is crazier than I thought. You know, if I was riding my vehicle and I said, hey, I want you to know something. I heard that there's this great heart doctor over here and I'm going to go in there and just see what they can do to fix my vehicle. You would say, what are you doing? Because his voice is important, but his voice isn't important for my vehicle. Amen? But we forget that as an individual, it's fine for us to get counsel. It's fine for us to hear things. But there is a voice who needs to minister healing, strength, empowerment, and wisdom to us that at the end of the day, we've got to take ourselves right into the Lord and hear what he has to say to us. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, I'm just going to give you one more little example here, and I'm going to look in the book of Luke, chapter 5. And if we were reading in Luke chapter 5, it's the story of where Jesus came and Jesus was going to speak to some people. And so he entered into a boat and he was preaching from this boat. And it says in verse 3, he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed with him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. And when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, and when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes in their net break, and they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they would come and help them. And they came and filled both the boat ships, so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I'm a wicked, sinful man. O oh Lord, I want you to hear something here. We 
we have to hear him. See, because I want you to know something. In this example, we see men with good hearts trying to fish and make a living. And they had done everything in their own effort. And what's interesting about this is they owned boats, so they were successful. They were professionals. They were not poverty-stricken, not able to do this. They had made a successful uh, career or profession out of fishing. And what he was saying to him is, Lord, I want you to know something. We know this lake. We know this water. We know when we should fish. We've caught many fish here before. We've done all that to the extent where we expended ourselves. But at your word, I'm going to go against everything I know everything I've heard, all my life experiences, and all that I've done, and I'm going to go your way, not mine. And when he did, the abundance was so great, it didn't just bless him, but it helped all of those who he knew. See, part of the reason why God needs you to hear him is because it's not just to help your life, but it's going to help everybody you're connected to. My wife does not need to hear me speak to her out of my own power or my own voice. She needs to hear what I have to say to her with the touch of Jesus on it. Amen? I want you to know something. I know you love your children, and thank God you do, but your children do not need to just hear what you have to say. They need you to hear a touch from Jesus in what you're saying and praying and touching your children's lives with. I want you to understand something that every one of us, if we're going to be successful where we work, if we're going to be successful in our relationships, if we're going to be successful in anything, we have to get to this point where Peter did and he said, Lord, I've tried all of this on my own effort, but at this point, I'm going to hear what you have to say about me, about my situation, and what you say is what I'm going to honor and believe. Amen? Woo! Let the Lord speak to you. Amen? And make sure that we're hearing what God is saying to us. Amen? I want you to know something. If you ever hear a voice telling you you can't or telling you you're not worth it or telling you it won't work for you or telling you that you got a fearful future out in front of you. You ever hear that voice? I want you to know something, that that is not the voice of significance that you need to hear. See, it's one thing for us to get a report and go to the doctor, do whatever you got to do, but the Bible says, whose report will you believe? In other words, whose report is going to govern how I live and what I do and how I move forward in my life. Amen? I want to just encourage you tonight. Make sure you hear him. Make sure his voice speaks to you louder than anybody else's voice. Let his identification of who you are come forth and pray it and believe it and move in it until it overtakes you. Amen? Greater is he that's in you than he who's in the world. Amen? You are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. You are chosen. Amen? Praise God. Well, I want you to make sure that you are back here bright and early Sunday morning. I also want you to know that I'm going to pray here, but then I'll be here to praise, and we'll have others here if anybody needs prayer. But before we go, just real quick. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare your blessing, God, upon all of us tonight, Father. 
Lord, I pray that each and every one of us, God, that we would hear your voice beyond and above any other voice we've ever heard speak to us, Father. Lord, not only would we hear it, but we would have a resolve to follow it and to do what you tell us to do, Father. Lord, I thank you that Matthew 7, 24 says that I'll tell you who we are like when we hear and build our life upon Jesus Christ. We're like those who would build their house upon a rock, upon a foundation that even the storms of life would beat against it and could never cause it to fall, Father. Lord, I thank you that you're with us. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your blessing on each and every one of us. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Now, with all our heads still bowed and eyes closed, is there anybody here tonight who says, Pastor Phil, I don't know him. I'm not saved or I'm backslidden and not following the Lord. And I need to take that first step to first call him Lord and to get to know him. If that's you, just quickly, let's raise your hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. I thank the Lord that everybody's saved today. Amen. God bless you. I want you to have a great week. I want you to be back here on Sunday morning. And if anybody needs prayer for anything, I'm here for you. Be blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs>